0: You're listening to the RFWP Podcast with your host, Lois McNair and Emily Lewis, where you'll find candid conversations, transparent faith, encouragement, the occasional sarcasm, and a whole lot of grace as they share their walk with Jesus. Here's today's episode.
1: Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the RFWP. I'm your host, Emily Lewis, and my co-host lois mcnair is in the house and we are going to have (laughs) so much
2: fun on this week's episode (laughs) wait are we are are we allowed to have this much fun because last week's episode was a whole lot of fun so are we allowed fun two weeks in a row yes okay i'm just checking you know i don't want to overdo the fun i don't want to break any rules actually i want to break all the rules but go ahead (laughs) Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a rule follower. Are you? I am. I. I but I'm eclectically a rule follower. <laughs> See,
1: I always thought I was a rule follower. But the more and more I learn about myself, I'm a questioner. I will follow your rule if it makes sense to me.
2: Yeah. Okay, we got serious real fast. Yeah, we got to stop that. Now, where were we? Uh, <laughs> oh, I said, we're in the house. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> and I want to
1: know what your micro joy this week is.
2: Okay, so I do have a micro joy, but you know what? I want to hear other people's micro joys. I want people to jump on in the next few weeks and just drop something to us. And this was my micro joy, but I do have a, a silly a silly micro joy this week. It made me laugh. So that's funny to me. And it's a micro joy. Okay. So somebody posted this just a few hours ago, actually, that said, um, and this is for all those that grew up IFB or grew up in a very strict, you know, Pentecostal or, you know, holiness, whatever was a very legalistic. Yeah. But we're just going to, Call out the IFBers, which I used to be one, but this doesn't apply to me. Just letting you know ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to heaven, you will be able to tell the IFBers from everybody else. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't know how to dance. So they'll have to sit that worship session out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I have one.
1: Do you know what God's name is?
2: Well, he has several. I thought we were keeping it funny. His
1: name is Howard. Howard? Yeah. Our Father which art in heaven, Howard be thy name. (laughs) (laughs) That
2: is such a bad dad joke. I'm loving this part of my identity, (laughs) bad dad. You know what? You know what? I think we might have to do one night. We might have to get Brian Edwards on the episode. Just Brian. We love you, JC and Nathan, but but just Brian. And you and Brian need to had have a dad joke um, face off. (laughs) <laughs> Even though you're not a dad, you're coming up with some pretty lame dad jokes. <laughs> but they made you laugh. So, it did. So that's my that's the micro joy. Yep. That's a macro now, joy. Micro joy. This week. Now this week we've both had some
1: pretty big joys and I think we should do a face off
2: of for Macro joys, f- macro joys. Wait, do we know the difference between micro and macro? No. I mean, I don't. I mean, I know that there's like probably some people out there right now that go, yes, the definition for micro means or the definition for macro means. I'm not talking about eating enough macros and and micros and making sure your food is <laughs> like where it needs to be. Or <laughs> We're just making up these terms. Somebody made them up and we're stealing them, I guess. Micro Joy, you know, my friend on Twitter, he's the one who started the Micro Joy thing. Micro Joy Monday. Kirk Mm -hmm. McCall. Um, Anyway, so yeah, so those were a couple of Micro Joys. So what is, how about you So we're going to do a
1: Macro Joy face-off? Okay, I'm going to go first, yeah.
2: Okay, you ready? Mm. Yep. And then I want to hear from the viewers whose Macro Joys are better. No, I'm just kidding. We're not competing. They're all joyful. It's all awesome. I was joking. Okay. You first. Go. We we just closed on our house. On a house. We bought a house. That's awesome. Wait a so minute. fun. Wait a minute. Just bought a house. Just closed on it. I have to know, like, how long ago did you see this house? Uh, like
1: 50 days ago. What? <laughs> oh, You saw the like house right before ago.
2: Pentecost. Hey, like, that's weird. Hey, that's weird. That's that is so... weird. That's cool. <laughs> you know, because Pentecost was this past Sunday.
1: Yeah, so it was just around around Easter then. It would have been the Monday after Easter.
2: So I just need to know if there's wind and fire blowing through your house. Uh, No. <laughs> that, <okay. laughs> there is a wood stove. No wind and fire. <laughs> well, that's probably a good thing. But, you know, there was wind and fire on the day of Pentecost, so I'm just, just making sure. Yeah. That's a cool, really, that's a really cool macro joy though. So you're next. You're up. Okay. So, you know, I've been talking to you guys about the fact that I'm reading the book dream big by Bob Goff and I, and I love Bob Goff's writings because they bring joy to my heart. They encourage me. Um, and he just, he's, he's the guy you want to have in the room. You know, he's the guy that you just mm-hmm. because his love for Jesus is just so apparent um, and I just mm-hmm. love it. Anyway, so I'm, I'm I've am i read Love Does. I've read Everybody Always and I'm currently reading Dream Big. So Bob Goff always puts his cell phone number in his books. Puts his cell phone number in his books um, on purpose. So this morning, I was pretty excited about something that I was reading in the book and all of that. So I may or may not have talked to Bob Goff this morning.
1: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> that is like a dream. That is so cool. He's I'm a legend. You, I'm telling you. I thought for sure he'd already be out on Tom Sawyer Island, but he wasn't. And the I called him after Love Does, but I got his voicemail. You know, and so I just caught, you know, thought that that was going to happen. And this morning I called him and he he answered the phone. He said, hello, this is Bob. I went, I about had a major fangirl moment, (laughs) but I kept my cool and, and just told him how much I appreciated the book. And then I asked him what I could be praying about for him. That's awesome. And I told him something else, but I can't tell you right now because that's my next macro joy. So you're next. I talked to Bob Doff, but you're next.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my macro, macro. this macro joy is some things that we were concerned about for the church that we've been attending. God has been, he's gone before us and worked some things out and comforted my heart. And Mm. I- had a conversation today that left me in happy tears because God Mm. is so kind and trustworthy.
2: Yes. And I'm so thankful for that because you called me and you left me a voice message. That's how we communicate a lot during the day. We just leave these little,
0: little Mm -hmm. talking
2: back and forth messages and I could hear in your voice and I heard you say that today you felt seen and you felt heard with these concerns and you've talked in the past about that struggling with trusting a pastor because everything you've been through and a lot of people related with you regarding Mm -hmm. that. But today you said to me that although that is still a struggle and that's still a journey, that this conversation proved trustworthy to you and man, that that's like a macro macro on steroids macro joy i love that yeah
1: it's amazing amazing
2: okay. you're up girl let me tell you something this did not start out as a macro joy it started out as shock and fear and um and it is uh we're recording on wednesday and on monday night our dear friend and one of our campus pastors collapsed after his crossfit workout like mm-hmm. collapsed like mm-hmm. not breathing like you know and people jumped on CPR immediately and you got to know this pastor he is the most genuine transparent gracious is impacted thousands of lives he's the real deal and we just began to pray as a church Individually, corporately, last night, we went up to the other campus and we just, man, we just pled with God for healing. We prayed for a miracle. Yeah. Emily, I haven't asked God for a real miracle in a while because when you go Mm. through so much, right, that you just kind of, you stop dreaming and you stop Mm. praying for miracles to some degree. And that's why I told Bob this morning on the phone. I said, this book has encouraged me to dream big about a lot of things. And and so today I've you know, this week this couple of days have taken a step to for to pray for a miracle like I had not before. And tonight before you and I got on to record, we got news that that our that our pastor friend woke up today, mm, he woke man. up, he woke up like he was on a ventilator. Yes. he w- had not regained consciousness. They had to cool his body down and keep him sedated. They were not a hundred percent sure what had happened, but basically he collapsed on the ground and he was not coming back, and I'm telling you to hear that news and rejoice. I do believe <laughs> I do believe in miracles and I do believe in healing. He's got some milestones and some markers he needs to hit in the next couple of days. But I'm telling you, God is a good and faithful God. But I was also mm-hmm. reminded when I when I said that because of the healing in in Dale's body and mind, you know, we're still praying for complete healing. But the Lord just kind of also said to me, I, you know what? I'm good. Even when those miracles don't come, I'm still a good father.
1: Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. That's exact. I talked about that on Instagram today. Did you? Yeah sometimes we say you know with the church situation mm-hmm. god no matter how this works out if we don't get to go to church there anymore if there's some big red flag you're still good and you're still with us but man i am sure glad that we're able to stay with this community and grow you know
2: yeah that is awesome and he is so if anybody's listening to this podcast and and you have any indication that we're saying that God is a good and faithful God because of these answered prayers? Yes, he is. But God is a good and faithful God when the prayers are answered, when you are on top of the mountain. God is a good and faithful God when we are down in the valley and the mountain is not moving. He's still a good and faithful God. Yes. Mm, so I get stuff uh, you know so yeah yeah i would love to hear some of other people's macro joys and micro joys so mm-hmm. i hope they'll email us at hello at sisterseeker.com <laughs> My goodness, <laughs> that is a major throwback for me, major throwback. It. Okay. So if anybody remembers Huey Lewis and the news, the power of love, you know, it became like really famous in the back to the future movies with Michael J. Fox. So okay, if you know, you know, if you don't know, you need to know. <laughs> And now, Huey you know, Huey Lewis in the news and now, you know, Huey Lewis in the news. So, but the power of love is what we are talking about tonight. Emily, walk us into the power of love. So to set this up.
1: We all, you know, I've talked about my story and how knowing how unconditionally loved like unreservedly, without measure, without reservation, loved. I am. Absolutely changed everything for me. So I talk about this a lot on my Instagram and my podcast yeah. and all kinds of things because I believe in it. It changed me and I believe it has the power to change mm. everyone else and yeah. revive them. But While simultaneously believing this or saying, I believe this about the power of love. Last week I was recording a reel on you are enough in Christ. You are enough. You just how you are are worthy of love and you are loved and the power in that I was recording this reel and God brought someone to mind that I had and he goes, do you, do you believe that my love would be powerful in their life to change them? Like, would that be the message that they need to hear? And my, me, I was like, no, they need to know they were wrong. <laughs> and it was his gentle reminder to me, like, do I really believe in the power of mm. God's love to change lives?
2: Well, I believe in the power of love. I say I do to change my life, but that person <laughs> over there, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, girl. So let me read a couple of verses about the power of love and then, I'm, and then and, and you take it from there, girl. So, um, one of the passages that we talked about was Romans chapter eight, which is, man, you could spend an entire year in Romans. Couldn't you? Romans chapter eight. Yeah. Starting with verse 37, um, and I'm not going to give you the, the pretext or the context before that, you can look that up on your own. That'll be good study for you. Starting in verse 37, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for, I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, Nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And then he starts chapter Mm. nine, which we know there weren't chapters and verse numbers, but I am speaking the truth in Christ I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy spirit. Mm. So basically he's saying we're conquerors because of God's love and none of these things can separate us. And then when he gets done with that, he goes, Hey, I'm not lying. You know, yo, wake up. I am not lying. This is, this is truth. So the question is, Mm -hmm. is the power of God's love truth just for my life and the people that I like that are around me? So Mm -hmm. I think that's where where you were headed. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, I want to read one more verse. In Romans 5, 5 says, and hope does not disappoint. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. He, It goes on to talk about the, the Holy Spirit working in, in our lives and that hope does not disappoint in the power of the love that God poured in there.
2: And but who is that true for?
1: It's true for Everyone. So if I believe the Holy Spirit can speak to me and change me and direct me, I believe he can do it for this other person. And he reaches into our stories, into mm-hmm. the mess, not into the pretty. That's that's the gospel. It's not that we have to get ourselves mm-hmm. looking good. He didn't reach into my He didn't look at me trying really hard and go, "Hey, Thank you so much for that. I am going to finish this. You you did a great job starting this. <laughs> no. He reaches into yeah. our mess. So why would I think he can't reach someone else I in I think mess?
2: this past week you said to me, he reached into my religiosity and rescued me mm-hmm. from yeah. that and showed me his love. Right.
1: So... In our recovering Pharisee-ness, he reached into my religion and my trying to earn God's favor, and he can reach into somebody else's outward sins. Mine might have been pride and thinking too much of my own Mm -hmm. good works. And trying to do things on my own, but that is not any less of a need than someone who's over here committing physical offenses that I think need to be condemned.
2: Well, can I just tell you, you're not alone in that thought process? You're not. I mean, we as believers, (laughs) we've been doing that for thousands of years thinking that mm-hmm. somehow and we may not ever say it out loud but thinking that well i deserve forgiveness not really sure that person does i mean we in in those yeah. flesh moments where we're just like you know throwing stones and yet and and i get that we're human in our humanness we we look at at sin kind of like on um, a scale and like I'm over Mm -hmm. here because my stuff isn't as bad as so-and-so stuff, but that's not biblical. It's not scriptural. That is a man-made thought process, but it didn't start with different denominations. I mean, you look back in the new Testament and see the Pharisee praying loud and bold prayers in all of his garb on the street corner or in the temple and saying, I thank God that I am not as this man here. So it's been going on. Mm -hmm. It's been going on since the fall. Let's just, let's just, (laughs) let's break it back. It's, it's been going on since the fall. Let me read this. Statement that somebody posted earlier today. And when I read it, I remembered a message similar to this that um, one of our pastors preached around um, the time of Passover this spring. And so this is the love of Christ. The quote is When you learn how to sit at the table with your Judas, you'll understand. The love of Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you learn to sit at the table with your Judas, you'll understand the love of Jesus. So isn't that kind of what we're thinking? Wow. Isn't that kind of what we think? Like the way that we think about stuff? You know, would we have sat at the table with Judas? Not only sat at the table with Judas, Jesus knew what he was going to do. Before that, Jesus humbled himself himself to show an example to the disciples and he washed his betrayers feet. And I'm not trying to be all like that's biblical and like, Oh man, no. Like I'm sitting here going, do not ask me to do that. You know, like that. Don't ask me to do that. I can right. be excited about Jesus all day I think it's long. It's really easy doing that for Judas, and it's an example. But you know, my flesh goes, Yeah, I'm not doing that. But you're right, and I'm just being real. But that's not mm-hmm. what scripture is talking about. Mm-mm. Nope.
1: There's people that cross my mind, and I go, Oh, damn. <laughs> Okay, for those
2: of you that are, like, really throwing your judgy eyes at us right now as you're listening to this, um, you know you've done it because we're human and we're in flesh and we are a selfish people and we are, you know, so you could throw your judgy eyes at us, but I'm throwing them right back at you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. But we're just being real here. I mean... What about the power of God's love? We we can say that we believe in that, but do we believe in that for everybody or just the people that we deem worthy of his love? Mm, right. that's
1: That's the question. And when I think about the people that are stuck mm. in religion and mm-hmm. legalism, in my past, I, you know, God let me hear a song a couple years ago by, by C.C. Winans, and it's called Let Them Fall in Love. And she she just talks about, Father, let them fall in love mm. with you. Please forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, let them fall in Mm. love with you. And that might be offensive to somebody who thinks that they are serving God and working really hard. But I don't mean it that way at all. I just think you have no idea how your life could be turned upside Mm. down if you fell in love with his love for you.
2: That's for all of us. Because we've all been there at some point. And I want to fall in love with Jesus more every single day, every single day. I want to fall in love with Mm, him more. I want more of his love. And when I say I want more of his love, it doesn't mean I'm trying to earn it because I do believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that when Jesus came, he died on the cross, he was buried, he rose again in, in his own resurrection power. That is the finished work of Christ. And then he sent the Holy Spirit. That is the finished work of Christ. And when I accepted Jesus, the finished work of Christ, the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. So I have all of God. I have all of the Holy Spirit. But am I allowing myself to fall in love with him more and to be more in tune to the Holy Spirit while I'm sitting over here? questioning the power of God's love in somebody else's life. Mm, Yeah.
1: Yes. So much. We need more of God's love in our life (laughs) to be able to love others well. Mm -hmm. And we'll have a podcast episode on loving others. Yeah, that's
2: coming up not too far along of loving loving well. I'm I'm looking forward to that one.
0: Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I'd love to take a second and talk about why the love of God, because it's been so downplayed in many of our yeah. lives. So
2: why don't I read 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we mm. should be called the children of God. And that is what we are mhm lavished lavished and then first john 419 we love because he first loved us he first mm-hmm. loved us right and that's the point that's right and i'm like i'm i'm an i'm an unlovable why why do i think somebody mm-hmm. else is more unlovable than i am i'm i'm no better than anybody else we're we're all broken people And he loved me first. So why don't I grasp the fact at times that he could love someone else? Mm -hmm. I mean, I do believe that. But then when you get into the nitty gritty and something's really hard and there's been an offender or something like that, that's when the rubber meets the road and you have a crisis of belief Do I really believe when I'm speaking out of my mouth from scripture that God's love has the power to heal everything and everyone? Do I really 100% believe that we are all the Imago Dei created in the image of God? And if I really believe that and we're really walking that out, then the minute those thoughts come that... I'm not sure if the power of God's love can change this person. I need to put it in check. I need to put it in check and bring those Mm -hmm. thoughts captive and give them to Christ and say, you know what, in my flesh, I don't know, but I believe you help my unbelief about this. Yes. Yeah.
1: And the, the love of God really does have that much power he's lavished it on us. And like you said, we love because he first loved us. We have to hone in on how loved we are. When we realize how forgiven and how much grace God has given to us, then we can turn around Mm -hmm. and love others well. But learning how loved you are and knowing your security in him, then you can move forward and say, God, help me love this person because you loved me. You still love me in my mess, in my ish. And I'm not better than them. I need your power to love them. The
2: minute we think that we're better than somebody else in that regard is the minute we need God's love and forgiveness more than any other time. Because, you know, our pride is the right. is the height of offense.
1: Yeah. I was talking to my girls. We're reading in, we're reading out of the International Children's Bible. We were reading the Jesus Storybook Bible for a while. Now we're reading
2: I out love of the International the Children's ICB. Bible. I have one myself. I love that. And and if anybody's mm. a new Christian, if anybody's a new Christian to really grasp, it's not a it's not a kid thing, but to really just grasp and understand scripture. The ICB is a great place to start. I love that version. Go ahead. Sorry. That was just my little plug. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't help with it. I don't get anything the from it. it I just like it. It's a great <laughs> version.
1: Well, we're reading in Genesis and I was talking to my girls about Sodom and the reason it was destroyed. And we were talking about pride. Um, Because later in the Bible, it says that pride was one of the reasons that Sodom Mm -hmm. was destroyed. And so, yeah, it's, it's a big deal.
2: Yeah. So when we talk about the power of God's love, when we talk about that his love changed us, do you think that individuals you talked about him him reaching down and pulling you out of your religiosity okay and scripture talks about that you know we were in a pit and he he pulled us out do you think that people who have walked a harder life tougher life been involved in more things do you think that that those people, when Christ comes into their heart, do you think that they have um, a stronger empathy and gift of mercy and love for others than for those who maybe didn't go down, quote unquote, down all those paths. They just went down the rabbit hole of legalism and isolationism. And I have all my boxes checked Mm and I'm, I'm this. And I just, it's just been my experience. But what do you think about that?
1: I think I disagree. Because I know how loveless my relationship with God was Mm. before. Even though I wasn't, I wasn't in a hotel room, you know, hung over. God didn't rescue me that way. I was always taught that that Mm -hmm. was better or not better but that that was more amazing Mm. of a testimony but having not walked through the power of God's love I don't know if I have any less um, grasp on it than someone yeah I don't think I said that right no I um I think we can all I get where
2: you're (laughs) I, I get what you're saying and I'm not disagreeing with you I just Maybe I'm talking about me, so maybe I'm thinking that I'm, I'm subconsciously projecting that onto others. But I think for me, I see. At times, you know, I've talked about um, the girls' house that I that I get to minister. Mm-hmm. I have the privilege of mm-hmm. ministering to um, on a on a weekly basis, and. Most of them are working through addictions, and I just, when they get a hold of Jesus, <laughs> when he gets a hold of them, I just, sometimes I sit and listen, and I just, I see a compassion in them that I personally, there are times where I question my compassion, mm. and I think it's, you know, I, see. Um, I don't know, it's a testimony to me because I feel like there's a There's a greater love coming from them because they have been in a quote unquote pit, you know, and it probably goes back to that pride thing, you know, not that I don't have stuff in my past, but you know, was I quote unquote in a pit? Well, yeah, I was. I just wasn't in the same kind of pit that, that somebody else was in, but I just, it's a testimony to me. But I told you the first time that I, that you and I talked, and I've said this several times, and I probably embarrass you every time I say it, but I could see it in you. Like I could see God's love all over you because you just ooze grace. Now, that doesn't mean that Emily is just this calm, sweet, quiet, this girl is fiery. I'm just going to tell you, and she's got the red hair to go with it. She is fiery as a (laughs) process, but even in the fiery, she is so in tune to the Holy spirit that she oozes grace. And I, and I love that. So I love the fact that you wanted to talk about the power of God's love.
1: I would, first of all, I'm learning to receive compliments. I just did an episode on abundant grace about this. So I'm going to say thank Mm -hmm. you. And I'm not going to deflect that. Okay, good. I'm going to acknowledge the work that God is doing in my heart. And then I would love to talk about a Bible story that illustrates this really, really well. Actually jumping back to the Jesus storybook Bible, I love how they um, draw this out. It's the story of Zacchaeus and how he was not good and Jesus loved him and became his mm-hmm. friend, not because Zacchaeus did mm-hmm. anything. Zacchaeus wasn't turning over a new right. leaf. Um, he wasn't like, I'm going to do better. He was stealing from his people. He was what a lot of people viewed as a, mm-hmm. a traitor. And I mean, if you think about Zacchaeus climbing that tree so he Mm -hmm. could see Jesus, I mean, I guess he could have pushed his way to the front of the crowd, but maybe nobody really wanted him there. I mean, just, he wasn't the lovely, he was the type of person that you'd walk across the street so you didn't have to pass them, you know, you'd avoid contact with him.
2: Right. I'm not sure which episode we talked about um, the, the people that Jesus went to. But I'm glad you brought up Zacchaeus because it it fits in here so well. Um, His story of seeking, you know. Yeah, because
1: Zacchaeus. Well, Jesus did not go over to Zacchaeus and say, hey, that money you stole, you need to give that back. And I'll have a conversation with you if. I'll come to your house if you get this mm-hmm. all straightened out because I don't want to be with somebody who makes gonna me look I'm going to come back.
2: to your house if you get it cleaned up before I get there.
1: Right. Do you know what changed Zacchaeus? It was the power of Jesus' mm-hmm. love for him. Jesus stepped in and said, I'm going to come to your house. Can I? Yeah. Can I come to your house? And Zacchaeus, I mean, I can imagine him almost falling out of the tree. <laughs> just... Like scrambling to get down, like trying to mm-hmm. be respectful of this rabbi, God mm. in the flesh, talking to him, saying, "You want, you want to talk to me when I come to my house? Do you? You know the way the Jesus storybook Bible puts it. Like maybe he, I think it's this, the Jesus storybook Bible. Like maybe he like ran to his house, like, yeah, let's go. Maybe he doesn't know who I am. That's great. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like." And we'll just hurry up and before anybody tells him or he finds out. But no, Jesus mm-hmm. knew and wanted to be with him. And then it wasn't Jesus's condemnation on him that inspired Zacchaeus to change. It was that Jesus didn't mind being with him and loved yeah. him well. That changed Zacchaeus's life. And he yeah. gave back that he... All that yeah. he'd stolen he purposefully
2: to went the there the fullest degree yeah. of the he law. purposefully went there and this is this takes mm-hmm. place um and i can't remember if i talked about this in our small in our small group at our church or if we talked about it on the episode before i honestly don't remember but it's worth repeating if i've already said it before but when jesus came to zacchaeus that was right before passover that's when everybody was coming to Jerusalem for mm-hmm. Passover. That was right before, um, right around Passover, when everybody was coming to Jerusalem. And it was almost like, like Jesus, what I've heard, it's almost like he came and, because Zacchaeus was like the chief, he wasn't just the tax collector, he was the chief over all of the other tax collectors so he could like literally Mm. and it was almost like that was jesus's last act of not his last act but the last act before before the week of of the crucifixion and all that kind of the last unlovable that he connected with until he was hanging beside Mm. two unlovables on both sides of him on the cross and he in that moment, wow poured out his great love and said, today, you will be with me in paradise. Your sins are forgiven.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow! You know, I
2: wanted yes. to jump back a second because you said something about testimony and we did talk about people who feel like, um, I don't know, I think sometimes... <laughs> Pharisees are a lot harder to bring to the to bring to Christ than somebody who's in the ditch Mm -hmm. um so but you said something about you know that you didn't have this like testimony or whatever and it reminded me of of something that I heard recently and I put it in my notes I say recently it's like two months ago your story of salvation your testimony doesn't have to be dramatic in order to be legitimate. Mm. Yes. So the story of God's power of love in my life may not look like the story of God's power in somebody else's life. But like, I think I read um, something out of Bob Goff's book last week on the episode. We talk about like Jesus, Jesus, he doesn't compare our stories. And now, you know, God doesn't compare our stories because Jesus blood covered all of our sins. And so because of what he did, then God can look at us through his son, Jesus Christ and see us differently. I think he sees us. Yes. He sees us. (laughs) I don't, I don't know how to say this because I don't want it to sound like I'm, I think he, he sees us redeemed. And those that have not accepted him, he sees them as redeemable, that he's already done the redeeming work Mm. if they'll just come to him. And I think we need to be so thankful for our redemption that we should look at other people through that same lens Mm. and think you are redeemable because of Christ's love. Right. Yes.
1: And something, I don't know where I heard it, but it says, Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn sinners so I'm pretty sure he doesn't need you to.
2: (laughs) At first, when you first started that, I'm like, well, honey, that's a verse in the Bible. And then you got to the second part of it. I went, oh, (laughs) you got to say that again. Right. Jesus didn't come into the
1: world to condemn sinners. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't need me to.
2: Aren't we so arrogant, though, when we think it's part of our job to be Yes. To be yes. here, Holy Spirit, let let me let me come alongside you and help you out a little bit because you may not know all that. Yeah,
1: I don't. Think... <laughs>
2: oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're doing your job very good. Can I'm just gonna go over here and convict my husband about yeah.
2: something? <laughs> or who, girl? The power of God's love. You know, we really haven't even. I mean, we've just skimmed the surface and tapped the top of this subject. So I'm going to encourage all of our listeners study it, look it up, look up every verse that you can find in Scripture that talks about God's love and and how powerful it is, um, and the work. I think if when we focus more on um, His love for us then we will love others well we will love others better mm-hmm. back to first commandment love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind strength and love others as yourself mm. yep. the power of love it
1: is the power to transform to revive To change,
2: to heal, yeah, yeah, all of it. You know, um, as we were praying as as a body of Christ for our friend and our pastor in the last forty eight hours, it was so powerful and so just. It wasn't because of people. You could feel. I could literally feel the power of the Holy Spirit in the room. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Holy Spirit resides within us. Even when Mary came to see Elizabeth, Elizabeth immediately knew that she was expecting. John leaped in her womb. Mm -hmm. And our spirit communicates with God the Father. God the Son and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of us. So in this room, it was just thick, if I could put it that way. It was just thick with the Holy Spirit. Not because anybody had flowery words or anything like that, is that people were really just pleading to the throne of grace for healing Mm -hmm. for our Mm -hmm. friend and who has meant so much to everybody. And so when I came home from that, because you and I were supposed to uh, record last night and I just told you, I'm like, I, you know, I can't, but, but the Lord gave me just this little quote. Cause when we talk about the power of God's love, the power of God's love transforms the work in our lives back for his glory. Yes. It's, it's not for us. It's, it's not for us. It is to transform us so that we work We allow him to work in and through us to bring glory back to him so that others see our love. So as we were praying, because um, our friend Dale has been, he's impacted so many lives because you just see the power of God's love all over him all the time. And so I just, I just came home and I just wrote this little prayer because it's like, we believe you Lord, but help my unbelief. Mm. I think I mentioned that earlier, but you are working Lord we are waiting. You are moving, Lord. We are waiting. You are healing, Lord. We are waiting. You are restoring. We are waiting. You are working things for good. We are waiting with anticipation for your glory. Mm -hmm. And that was just my words to him, like, We, we want to see this. We're waiting for this, but if you're waiting tonight or today, whatever time it is that you're listening, if you're waiting to quote unquote, feel God's love, can I just encourage you? It's already there. He loves you. Emily's talked about the power of God's love tonight. It is there. Mm -hmm. Right. Just open your heart and receive that. Even if you've been in church all your lives and you, you, you have every verse about love in scripture memorized. If you aren't experiencing the power of God's love in your life, it's not transforming you. Mm. Right. And it has to transform us so that the glory gets brought back to the father.
1: Mm. Yes. And we can, If we have been conditioned and used to trying to earn God's love, this is a practice. This is something every day Mm. you preach the gospel to yourself. You say, I might be unworthy, but I am not working for his love because he has given it to me. And I am worthy because he calls me worthy. And whether or not I feel like it, there's nothing I have to do. Uh, there's no checkbox checkboxes that you can earn mm-hmm. his love. It's there. It is a gift right. and it,
2: it is freely extended to you. And isn't it crazy that we kind of have to practice resting in the truth yes. of that? We have to practice resting in the father's love. Mm-hmm. Yep. I said something a uh, a uh, a month or so ago on another episode, resting in the father produces something different. And I for one want the different resting in the father's love produces something different. It transforms us.
1: Yes, it really does from the inside out the stuff that we can't change (laughs) where we might want to condemn ourselves or in our pride, we Mm -hmm. might want to ignore either direction that we or condemn others. Right, That's the stuff that God in his love can come in and just shine a light on and kindly rebuke it and Mm -hmm. help us literally change our lives, transform. And I know we keep saying that word, but it, it really is revival.
2: Yeah. So let me ask you this as we close up this topic tonight. This topic was on your heart because you were sharing, you were speaking truth over others and to others about God's Mm -hmm. love. And then God put it on your heart. Wait, do you mean, do you believe in the power of my love for everyone? So as we've processed this tonight, how would, how would you close this out with the same mindset like, where are you kind of in your headspace about what God showed you through that and through us kind of verbally processing it tonight out loud? I love that you asked that because I haven't really considered what what that is
1: until you ask it. But you know, it actually makes me pray for that person and actually desire for their life to be changed.
2: Wow. I want God to
1: reach in and... I want to know that that person who feels unreachable to me, I want to know that in two years, their life is flipped upside down in the best way, where before I was mocking and kind of thinking, oh, I hope I don't have to run into them in town again. And instead- I really want to see God display his love. I want to see the power of God in that person's life because it would be,
2: it would be huge. Can I just tell you that sitting here face to face (laughs) through a screen, um, I have watched from the time that you shared that with me earlier in the week, I have watched the transforming power of God's love Mm -hmm. in your life to bring you to that point at this point in the week that you're, you're already praying for this person. That's, that's a transformation. That's the power of God's Mm -hmm. love. That's beautiful. And it's not me. I can't thank you for being so transparent about it. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. And I think it's a good check for us. Mm. It, it, it's a it's a good check that we are in tune to the Holy Spirit, that we are in tune to God speaking to us, even though there are people who think that when we say God speaking to us, that we're creating <laughs> some new revelation and, oh, so-and-so hears from God. Well, you know what? I'm just going to tell you, if the Holy Spirit... Okay, I'm getting on a rant. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit is not speaking to you and you're not hearing from the father in your spirit. Um, you need to check your connection. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you because you need to check your connection because that is not how we were meant to live. Oh, okay. I can't go because then we'll end up going another hour. I need to be quiet now, but I'm just saying for me, I want to hear the Holy spirit. For me, I want to have that comforting voice, and I also want to have that convicting voice. It's never condemning. It's convicting, like, hey, you know what? Let's correct this. Let me sanctify this in you. Okay, let's yeah. go. Because if it's if it's condemning or if it's shaming or anything like that, well, that's from the enemy. We know that, but... Whew. I am so thankful for the power of God's love. And I'm so glad that um, the Lord put it on your heart and just kind of um, dug in a little with you and said, um, right. hello, <laughs> do you really believe that? Can you really be teaching that? Um, so that's good. Good. I think we all need that check, Emily. Yes. We we all need mm-hmm. it. We all have that, that- um not a conscious
1: list we always we all have a couple people on our or maybe a lot sometimes I have a lot or we have a few people on our list of <laughs> wow god it would take a miracle and he's like yeah I know that's why I you know sent my son to to die and it's, it is a big deal <laughs> so
2: awesome. yeah mm. yeah speaking of miracles um you know I shared a miracle that our friend woke up today our, our our other pastor called it wake up day it's wake up day and I can tell you that the last 24 hours a lot of us have just been praying in the name of Jesus wake up Dale wake up wake up Dale you know Jesus wake him up wake up and so tonight when I heard the news I shouldn't have been shocked but it mm. blew my mind that he was awake and and i'm just going to ask you guys to continue to pray for him for healing complete healing for his brain, his heart, his lungs, every every ounce. i'm also going to ask you to pray for his wife, Leanne, and his daughter because having experienced Bobby's grand male seizure three years ago when I'm laying beside this man and he stops breathing on me twice and all the panic and all mm-hmm. the trauma, it took me months to be able to sleep well because I didn't want to fall asleep. I was afraid it would happen again. And this time I would lose him. And I'm, and I'm, so I would watch and look. So I'm asking men and women that are <laughs> listening to me right now in the coming weeks, please pray for the healing of Leanne's heart and her emotions and her mind that she can rest in peace, a supernatural peace that passes understanding that God is holding her tightly so that she can rest because post trauma in those kind of situations when you think you're losing your spouse um it's a very real thing. So continue to pray for healing for Dale, continue to pray for healing for Leanne's heart and mind, spirit, all the things, and their daughter and their family. And while we're
1: praying for Dale and Leanne and their family, I think this week for our open mic minute, it would be awesome if people could come leave us a miracle that they've experienced in their life. The open mic minute, so it would be fun to hear stories and just celebrate the supernatural of God coming in and stepping into our lives.
2: I love that, that's a great idea because I, yes, because when we heard this song, I just wanted to shout, I wanted to sing Maverick City's song, I Thank God, you know, I, I just like. I just wanted to sing and dance and rejoice. So I would love to hear. Wait, should we ask for dancing videos? Too? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> we don't have a way to do that or I would totally be That'd about be it. Amazing. Yeah. That's great. Yes. I love that. So Emily, tell our listeners how they can leave us um, that miracle minute on our open mic. Yeah. Go to sisterseeker.com
1: And click on the open mic tab, and then you can click on the most recent post to leave us a voice note. And also, I would love to give you guys an update on some things that we're doing on the kind of on the back end of the podcast. One of the things we're working on is getting transcriptions posted for each episode so if you prefer to read it yes. or if you know someone who is mm. hearing impaired that they can enjoy the episodes too and this has been made possible absolutely by our sponsor scripture flips as well as our patrons on patreon we could not be doing extra things yes. without them we're so thankful
2: for them thank you so much for hanging out with us this week we'll see you guys on the flip side <laughs> power of love i said love hey okay. instead of love <laughs> the power of love they're like what's a love <laughs> <laughs> john leaped inside the womb of mm. jesus i mean leaped inside the womb <laughs> 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 because when he died on the cross he was buried and resurrected resurrected three Two, one. <laughs> was
1: not any kind of... God, let me hear a song. Um, a couple years ago by Cece. uh went on.
2: Can't say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like I have emphysema. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It's. <laughs>
1: I can't say
2: it. CC, you got the CC down. <laughs> and if you want me to say her last name, and you like be like, uh, CC uh, Winans, yeah, CC Winans, Winans, like Winans.
1: <laughs> oh, that's why I can't. I'm not allowed to say wine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Keep that
0: blooper. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can reach out to Lois and Emily at hello at SisterSeeker.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to us if you would consider supporting the RFWP. You can go to patreon.com slash Sister Another way to show your support is by leaving us a review. This helps get this cause and this message to more women like you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being here, friend.